You're about to listen to a message from Every Nation Church Midrand, the place where people come to be changed and discipled to transform society. Miracle environments. And if you were not here, please do yourself a favor. Get that message. Get, download the podcast and listen to it again and again and again. It's just... It was just a nugget. Do you understand? We can do a whole series on that. But just for you to understand how miracles happen. One of the reasons why the body of Christ um, is not seeing the miraculous is because we don't understand the miraculous. We don't, we, we, we don't understand the dynamics of the operations of the power of God. And God doesn't do things haphazardly. There are laws and there are principles that govern his operation. Are you following me? Yeah. So I'm going to share a few with you tonight. We talked about the environment um, la- last week. But now I want to talk about the power itself. Okay. Um, I believe that this month has just been to introduce you to the subject you know, of miracles from a biblical standpoint. One of the reasons why people are being deceived by the supernatural is because they don't understand it. Now, if you understand it, you will know the genuine from the fake. How many people know that? Yeah. One of the ways that the train bankers is with their original. How many bankers are here? Let me see. How many? Is there any banker here? No banker? Lord, bring bankers. In the name of Jesus. We call them forth. Come on. Somebody call them forth. We, we call forth bankers. Yes. We need bankers. Some of you, you either, maybe you need to start your own bank or something. <laughs> Glory. Why not? If not. Father, we bless you tonight. Thank you for your word, which is spirit and is life. I thank you for the entrance of your word brings light. And it gives understanding to the simple. And Lord God, I just pray that you will communicate. Speak through these lips of clay. And let there be transformation in the name of Jesus. Even as we delve into your word. Holy Spirit, I thank you because you are the teacher. Just speak through these lips. And I thank you for every one under the sound of my voice. I rebuke every spirit that distorts the word of God. Every spirit that steals the word of God. Every spirit that blinds the minds of God's people. I bind every mind-blinding spirit. In the name of Jesus. Let there be clarity. Let there be revelation. Let there be understanding. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. So, I want to share on what I call understanding the operations of supernatural power. All right? Understand the, uh, understanding the operations of God's supernatural power. Or if you say God's power, it's supernatural, right? So when you put God there, the word supernatural becomes redundant. So we say understanding the operations of God's power. Yeah. Understanding the operations of God's power. One thing you need to... Bear in mind is that God's power um, is, is, is governed by several principles in the Word of God. Okay? It's governed by several principles in the Word of God, and not many people understand it, and because of that, they cannot even teach it. You, don't, you can't teach what you don't understand. How many people know what I'm talking about? Yeah. So you can only teach what you understand. You can only help people to see when you yourself have seen it. So if you've not seen it, you cannot talk about it. 
You cannot help someone to see because the blind, leading the blind, where do they end up? In the ditch. That's what Jesus said, right? And if you look at the body of Christ, one of the ways you know the, the state of the church of God in any particular nation, environment, community, and so on, if you want to assess and know where the body of Christ is, look at the churches. Look at the biggest churches in that place. And when you look at the biggest churches in that place, you see the characteristics of those churches tell you the state, the spiritual state of the church in that place. For example, let me use the example. If the biggest churches in town are praying churches, so generally you would see that the body of Christ in that place is a praying church. Are you getting me? Now, if the biggest churches around are churches that can't stay for more than 20 minutes, that is an indication of the state of the body of Christ in that place. Because that's why people are attracted to such places because that's their level. Am I communicating? Now, I'm not saying that they are wrong or anything. I'm just, we're just trying to discern and understand. Are you following me? And if, let's say, if majority of the body of Christ is not operating in the supernatural, in any particular place, then it shows that that's where the church is. So instead of trying to maintain the status quo, instead of trying to be like everybody else, why don't we find out what God is saying? Come on. Why don't we find out what heaven is saying and then begin to model that? So, if, if you move with the crowd, how many people know you can miss God? Now, I'm sure crowds can follow God. Don't make any mistake about that. There are many instances, even biblically, especially in the early church, we saw crowds that followed God. All right? But the crowds are not always an indication of God's heart and God's mind. Am I communicating? It's not confusing, right? Very simple. Okay. So, I believe that um, many church leaders have not taken, maybe they've not developed interest in the supernatural or going into the Word of God to now begin to say, why are we not seeing this thing? This is what we see in our Bible. Why can't we see it in our lives? So, it's either they're not asking those questions, or, I don't know, there are so many possibilities. But, I want us to be bold enough to say, if it's in the Bible, it should be in my life. Come on, can you take that risk? <laughs> if it's, say, say, if it's in the Bible, it should be in my life. If it's in the ministry of Jesus, it should be in my life. Amen. So we have to start thinking like that as believers. Because if all you want is entertainment, I have news for you. The world has better entertainers. So if you are looking for entertainment, you, 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 you can go to Monte Casino, you can go to, you know, all those places that you guys go, you're looking so holy. But <laughs> yeah, you, you know those places that you go to. You know, you can go to the theater, you can go, you can go all over the place and get good entertainment. How many people have had good entertainment lately? <laughs> That's right. No, it's good. Yeah, you must be balanced, right? Yeah. Sometimes I get pulled to some of those places so that I can become normal. 
Because left to me, everything must be spirit, 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 spirit. It took me a while to stop feeling guilty about taking a break. <laughs> People are going to hell. Oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. So the point is this. If it's entertainment you want, don't come to church for us. Don't come to church demanding entertainment. Are you getting my point? Don't put pressure on us to entertain you. We're not going to do that. Yeah. If you want that, I can give you a list of places. Just, just open the tourist, whatever. You, you, you get a lot of, you know. There are some websites you go to. You just, you just see. Go to Compute Ticket. Just, just, go, just go there. You will see what is happening. Are you getting me? So don't come to church looking for that. It's an unfair expectation. But you see, the problem is that some people have been put under pressure to deliver what will entertain the people. I'm talking to you as leaders. So as a leader, you don't, you, don't, you don't bow because of popular demand. Okay? Yeah, yeah. we can take a survey now, you know, what you like in church and all of that. And uh, there's a place for that. But if what you want is not what God has asked us to do, I don't care if everybody wants that. It ain't happening. <laughs> Are you getting my point? Yeah. So let's just be real to ourselves. Let's be truthful. Why am I saying this? Don't expect, don't come here expecting to be entertained. Yeah. So sometimes if we have a drama skit or whatever, there are times we do a bit here and there. But we can't beat the world at those things. Let's be real. So when the worship team is here singing, don't come, and, don't come and expect them to sound like, you know, whoever. Whoever it is you like. Alright? They're not here for that. They're just here to tell you one touch is all it takes to be made whole. Do you believe one touch? Hallelujah! Now, in those places, they don't sing such things. Because they're not interested in one touch. They want many touches. <laughs> Come on! Yeah. Huh? They want many touches in many places. That won't make you whole. Will change your life. But won't make you whole. Alright, so you, so you better be careful the kind of expectations you have when you come to church. You come here to be edified. You come here to be changed. You come here to be built up. You come here to be equipped. You come here to be empowered. Hallelujah. You come here to be taught the word of God. You come here to know God more. Those are the things you come for. Now, this is a fancy place, it's a comfortable, you're sitting in comfortable chairs. It's not even the chairs you come for. Am I correct? It's good to be comfortable, but that's not, it, that's just by the way. The main thing you're coming for has to be that Jesus is at the center. It's all about him. It's not even about the speaker. It's about the one that sent the speaker. Okay? How many people have received delivery? You've received delivery lately. Maybe some you received. 
So how when you got the delivery, did you just hold that delivery guy, kiss him? Thank you so much. Huh? Did you do that? Why not? It just came to deliver. Right? Whatever it is, that parcel. You you are more interested in the parcel than the delivery person. Am I making sense? So you should be more interested in the parcel than the delivery guy. I'm just a delivery guy. Are you, are you following me? So don't be confused. I'm just a delivery guy. Obviously you have to believe that I was sent to deliver. Otherwise you won't open your door. Am I correct? Yeah, haven't you heard, you know, sometimes they just send some messages. There are people who are coming and claiming to be. Be careful. They are claiming to be coming from ESCOM. They, they are not from ESCOM. They have ESCOM uniform, but... Hello? Yeah. So be careful. They come, they claim to be telecom technicians, but be careful. There are some other people who have our uniform, but are not sent. Come on. Yeah. So they have the uniform, but they are not sent. So what are they coming for if they were not sent? Ah. Even the police, that's right. There are people in police uniform that were not sent. So it's the same. When you hear power, some people now have got a phobia for the supernatural. Okay? They have a phobia for the supernatural. Why? Because there are a lot of false people. There are a lot of you know, people who are wearing the uniform but were not sent. So because of that, anybody in uniform, I don't want to see them. The moment you mention power, no. Just give me the word. I don't want any manifestation. Now, you are deceived. Because one of the signs of the last days is that, you know, people will have a form of godliness, but deny the power. Are you getting me? So people will have a form of godliness, but deny the power of God. And the enemy is a strategist. He sends his own so that they can close the hearts of people from receiving those that are sent by God. So oftentimes, the enemy sends his own ahead of God's own. Are you following me? Yeah, the Lord told us this years ago, years ago. In my early 20s, when, in fact, no, late teenage, probably 19 or 18, when we used to pray with my friends, the Lord told us, and he showed through, he showed one of my friends in a vision, an angel came and he, he showed him, and he saw manifestations, multitudes, and he was saying, wow, this is what the Lord told us is happening. And the angel standing beside him said, look carefully. And he looked, but he couldn't see anything. Then the vision changed and he was shown another vision and he saw the real stuff. And then he said, compare this to what you saw. He says, oh my God. Then he said to him, many will be deceived because the enemy will send his ahead of me. Glory to God. So that's why I'm teaching this so that you are familiar with and you are conversant with the real thing. One of the ways they, teach, they train bankers with 
uh, identifying fake currency is by helping them to know the real stuff. So it, as a matter of fact, it's not so much studying the fake. It's more of studying the genuine. Are you getting my point? Because fakes will come in many shades. They will come in many shades. So you need to know what the real is. And you know, we are recording, we are doing some video series that is going to be up soon to help people to know, to identify the real. To identify the real. So when you see, you know, this is real. This is genuine 100 rand note. This is a genuine 200 rand note. They know. But if you want to study just the fake ones, every day a new fake will be coming. You know, there's no end. Glory to God. How did I get into all of this? Um, understanding what understanding the the operations of God's power. All right, understanding the operations of God's power, and um, if you look at let's look at the book of Mark. Let's read Mark chapter nine, verse one. This is Jesus speaking to his disciples. He said to them, Assuredly, I say to you that there are some standing here who will not taste death till they see the kingdom of God present with power. Okay? So anywhere the kingdom of God is manifesting, there is power. So Jesus is telling some of his disciples, there are some of you here, you are not going to taste death until you see the kingdom of God with its power. Alright? And after six days, Jesus took Peter, James, and John and led them up a high mountain apart by themselves and he was transfigured before them. His clothes became shining exceedingly white like snow such as no launderer on earth can whiten. All right? And then Elijah appeared to them with Moses, and they were talking with Jesus. This was a manifestation. Jesus says, some of you will not taste death until you see the kingdom of God, right? In his power. Six days later, he takes Peter, James, and John to the mountain. And right there, Jesus was transfigured, right? Elijah comes down and Moses and they are having a board meeting with Jesus. And these guys are watching. It's like, what? What is this? That's the kingdom. Hello, say the kingdom. Yeah, that's the kingdom. Jesus, Jesus just told them the kingdom is coming. He didn't describe how it is going to manifest. And that's why each time we, you know, we, we prayed for the kingdom, when we sing about the kingdom, in my heart I'm like, okay, how is it going to manifest this time? You see? So when you think about the power of God, don't be limited. Because the kingdom comes with power. And you don't know. But in the case of Jesus, Elijah came. And Moses came. And one of the things that characterizes those two guys, their ministries, what? Power, that's right. Power. Those were power ministries. Moses shook the whole of Egypt. And turned all the water in Egypt to blood. Say power. That's power. Down plagues. You know, turn. 
his stick turned to a serpent. That's power. It's not ordinary. Now, Pharaoh's magician had some power, but it got limit. It, it, it has limits. Come on, say it has limits. Satan, the fake, have their own power, but there is a limit. There is a limit. There is a limit. Until those guys turned to Pharaoh and said, this is the finger of God. This one, we can't do this. So they will get to a point where the difference will be clear. Hallelujah. So start getting used to power. Start desiring to see the power of God in your life. Yeah. Don't just be a Christian who is doing all the right things, but has no power to show for it. I mean, thank God you are doing the right things. Thank God you are fulfilling the Great Commission, hopefully. Making disciples. Huh? Winning the lost. At every cost. Thank God you are praying for people. But I want you to know that God wants you to manifest His kingdom. Wherever you are. So wherever you are, just say, the kingdom of God is here. Because I'm here, the kingdom of God is here. So Jesus was always, I mean, Jesus brought the kingdom of God to the earth. Are you following me? But he says, there are some of you here. You will not taste death till you see it. So you've been seeing little things here and there through my ministry. But now you are going to see, your eyes will be open. You will see something. So the kingdom of God, the power of God, always goes with his kingdom. So don't isolate his power from his kingdom. Alright? It goes together. If you want like the real stuff, if you want it on a level that the guys in heaven are experiencing it, then you need the kingdom to accompany it. Otherwise, it will just be a gift of the Spirit. Gifts of healing, working of miracles, and those are great. But those are just gifts. But when the kingdom comes itself, oh my goodness, It's like the whole of heaven has come. And when the whole of heaven comes, how many people know that anything that is not in heaven has to leave? It has to leave. So you need to desire to see heaven manifest wherever you go. Yeah. In heaven, we know things not, not just by being told. When you are in heaven, you just know people. They don't even need to introduce themselves to you. You just know them. You just look at them and you just know them. You just know what they are thinking. Come on. How many people would like to operate like that? You just, you just know that person that is coming, whether he's going to sign that deal or not. You just know when the kingdom of God is in manifestation. You just know things. You just know this guy is a crook. I shouldn't be dealing with this guy. You just know. You don't, need, you don't need anyone to be dictating to you. You don't need even an angel to come and say, Hello. Don't listen to him. You just know. So there are things that come with the kingdom. A lot come with the kingdom. Hallelujah. So, now, the power of God, like we, as we are here, the power of God is here. Okay? As we were singing, it just whoop came in. I don't know if you sense it, but it just came in. But now, the mistake we make is this. We think that because the power is here, 
then things will just happen. No, 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 no. There are different dynamics that will now tailor make those manifestations according to the demand. Let me give you an example. Okay, we're here now, right? There is electric current flowing in here. Huh? Uh, what's this name? John G. Lake says that the power of God is in the natural in the in the spirit is like electricity in the natural. So, in other words, if you want to understand how the power of God works, if you study electricity, it can give you some clues as to how the power of God works. So we are here now. The power of God is, is working. Right? I mean, electricity is here. That's why we see this light. Am I correct? So this current that is flowing. But do you notice what? The same current is not operating in the same way. There is light. Same current. There is air conditioner. Same current. There is sound. Come on. But it's the same current. Hallelujah. You see. So people have the impression that when the power of God comes, boom, everything will just... No, 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 no. You need to have a certain kind of technology, spiritual technology, to tailor make it according to your need. Are you following me? So it requires a kind of faith. Come on. And then it requires a kind of understanding. So that's why I said, whatever you need, just receive it. Now, why? Because the power is here. And, and he is here to meet every need. But people have not been trained to, to understand that once, you, once he's there, you can just use your faith and your understanding to tap whatever it is you want. Glory to God. Let's look at the book of Luke. Um, Luke chapter 5. All right. It says, Now it happened on a certain day, as he was teaching, there were Pharisees and teachers of the law sitting by, who had come out of every town of Galilee, Judea, and Jerusalem. And what? The power of the Lord was present to heal them. Can you see that? Now, Jesus was there, he was teaching. Just like I'm, I'm teaching now. Right? It says the power of God was what? Present to do what? To heal them. Okay. Then behold, men brought on the bed a man who was paralyzed, whom they sought to bring in and lay before him. But when they could not find how they might bring him in because of the, because of the crowd, they went up on the housetop and let him down with his bed through the uh, tiling, tiling into the midst before Jesus. And when he saw their faith, can you see that? When he saw their faith, he said to him, Man, your sins are forgiven you. And the scribes and the Pharisees began to reason, saying, who is this who speaks blasphemies? Who can forgive sins but God alone? But Jesus perceived their thoughts. <laughs> Come on. You see, I tell you, when, when the kingdom is in operation, you perceive things. They were not talking to Jesus. They were talking among themselves. And Jesus knew what they were saying. He knew what they were saying. He perceived their thoughts. May you perceive thoughts. 
He says, why are you reasoning in your heart? Now, <laughs> my goodness, they reasoned among themselves. And Jesus says, why are you reasoning in your heart? That means even the ones they didn't speak to, the, to each other, Jesus picked it. Amazing. And these are things you should be walking in. I'm not talking about suspicion. Because some people have the gift of suspicion. And they call it the Holy Spirit. Maybe it's holy suspicion. I don't know. But it's, 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 it's not the same as this. Glory to God. Then Jesus said, which is easier to say, your sins are forgiven you, or to say, rise up and walk? But that you may know that the Son of Man has power on earth to forgive sins. He said to the man who was paralyzed, I say to you, arise, take up your bed, and go to your house. Immediately, he rose up before them, took what, had been, what he had been lying on, and departed to his own house, glorifying God. And they were all amazed, and they glorified God, and were filled with fear, saying, We have seen strange things today. May people say that about you. Yeah, that you will manifest the kingdom, you will manifest the power of God to the point that people will be scared. They say, wow, we have seen strange things today. We have seen strange things today. But what I want you to see here is that the power was present. And the Bible specifically says it was present to heal them. The place was so packed that this man's friends couldn't get him in through the door. They had to climb up. I don't know if they got permission to do what they did. And when they let him down, the Bible says Jesus saw their faith. You see, one of the things you use to trigger the manifestation is faith. So, but many people just come and they say, oh, just do what you want to do. Just, you know, just, just change me. Just, no, 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 no. If your faith is not engaged, you might just go like the rest of them. Because there were many people there, but only this man got healed. The power was there for everybody. Yes? Look at that, verse 17. And the power of the Lord was present to heal them. Plural. But it only healed one. One person. Who's... Whose faith did Jesus see? He saw the faith of the man's friends. It doesn't even tell us about the man's own faith. Their faith is what they used to climb up there. Let's just break this thing. As after this healing, we will fix it. We will sort the owner out. Come on. Yeah, we're going to sort him out. It's okay. We are able. We will contribute and we will fix it. But let's just get this guy in there. Because Jesus is in the house. Because Jesus is in the house. Many times I've come to church not in a good state. But I just come by faith and I say, the moment I get in, I know I'll be fine. And without fail. Hallelujah. Amen. Glory to God. So when you begin to operate like that, you know that you can start experiencing divine health. That sickness will not even come. Because when it is about to come, you are in his presence. Poof. Just strikes it. Glory to God. Yeah. Because the power is there all the time. Once you are there and it's there, you now immediately connect. Amen? Now, I'm not saying you should just make it about you when he's there. But you need to know when to touch. 
for healing. You can touch him with your love in worship, but learn to touch him to meet that need. The power was present, but it was the faith that determined how the power was going to operate. It's like the, the woman with the issue of blood. Same story. Huh? I mean, same, same principle, rather. Jesus wasn't, he wasn't even going to her. He was on his way to Jairus' house. Come on. And she knew, if I can just touch the hem of his garment, I'll be made whole. And she went. And if you understand... Um, Jewish culture, you know that she was taking a big risk. Today, we don't want to take any risk. That's why we're not seeing the power of God. It was risky for her because according to the law of Moses, because she had an issue of blood, she was not supposed to be found in a public gathering. Let alone to touch anybody. She was not supposed to touch anybody and nobody is supposed to touch her. That means for 12 years, nobody could touch her. Imagine that. 12 years. Not even a hug. Not even... I mean, if you imagine it. We were created to be touched. Amen? Yeah. That means if she had children, she could not touch those children. So imagine a mother that cannot even carry her child. Because she's carried, she, she, she has an issue of blood. Imagine the husband cannot even come close. For 12 years. Some of you think you've gone through stuff. Because for the last two weeks. <laughs> huh? Yeah. And you, you, you're just like, God, how can you forsake me? This woman's own was 12 years. 12 years. So what the law required is that as she goes into a public gathering, she'll be crying, unclean! Unclean! So that everybody can... Unclean! Unclean! So do you know what? She took a risk. When Jesus came, she didn't cry unclean. She could have been stoned. It was a risk. So you just read it, but I'm telling you, that's it. So that is her faith. No wonder God immediately, this power, although it's going to Jairus' house, poof, in her body, and immediately it dried up and she got hit. So learn to determine what you want to receive. Don't wait for someone to dictate to you what to receive. And that's where many times we miss it because we are waiting for somebody to tell me, okay, if God is moving, if God has touched me, you tell me that he has touched me. No, no, no. You are limiting yourself. So sometimes God can give us word of knowledge and we say, this person, there's somebody here, there's somebody here, this about this person and all of that. huh? And oftentimes we give that word of knowledge. It's, 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 it's like last week I gave a word of knowledge about someone. You know? And, and I, I got confirmation. So it's, it, it doesn't have to. Sometimes God will just say it just to help us. Are you getting me? And, but you can just receive it. Once you are there in the and you sense it. If you don't go plug it. Oh, I mean, thank God for these lights. But if we didn't plug it, it doesn't mean there's no power. No, it, there is power, but you have to plug it. So your faith is what you use to plug into the power. You need to use that to plug into the power. So that's why. And it, it helps when you have a consciousness, when you carry a consciousness of God's presence and also your ability to make contact. 
if you are more conscious of your feelings, it will be hard for you to walk in faith. But when you get so lost in Him, and that's why I love worship, and, 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 and we're always very particular about the songs we sing, because we don't just sing to just enjoy ourselves, although we, we, we like good songs. But, you know, we sing because we want, they, 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 we want to minister to God. Do you understand? We want to touch Him with our, with, with, with our songs and our hearts. So when you touch Him like that, as you touch Him, I'm telling you, you you know, things flow into you. And he can just whisper to you and say, that thing is sorted. Glory to God. And that's it. You just realize, oh wow. But if you are going everywhere, going all over town, looking for somebody to sort you out, then you are more likely to be deceived. Are you getting me? But in his presence, come on, say in his presence. Anything can happen. Glory to God. So the power of God. And you need to also understand something. This, the power of God. I'm just using power in general. But there are different types of power. Alright? For example, Jesus gave his disciples power in Luke chapter 10. Over unclean spirits. Okay? He gave them power over unclean spirits. But do you notice that towards the end, after the resurrection, he told them to go to Jerusalem and tarry until they be endued with power. What's the difference? I thought you gave them power before. Yeah, so he gave them power, but it was a different kind of power. So the power he gave to them at first in Luke chapter 10 is called governmental power. Say governmental power. So that is the power to bring the government of heaven into their environment. Okay, so that's why I keep drumming into you. You are a king in God's kingdom. Kings have authority. So the word power there, in some version, in the King James it says power, but in other versions it uses the word authority, which is exousia. In Luke chapter 10 verse 19. It says, Behold, I give you power huh, to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by enemies hurt you. Glory to God. So that you have that power. So when you come into a place or when the Spirit of God is moving, what, is, what power is this? If it is governmental. <laughs> oh my. When you walk in governmental power, you don't need to feel anything. Glory to God. Yeah, it's like the policeman. He doesn't need to feel that he's a policeman, right? I mean, he just wakes up, he has his uniform, he puts it on, and as long as he has it on, he knows that when he, when he stands in front of the road and raises his hand, the traffic will stop. Yeah, so it's not about feelings. Come on, say it's not about feelings. So if you are walking in your governmental power, you don't need to feel anything. But you are equally effective. You, you just have to be conscious of who you are. Be conscious of the fact that you are a king. Say, I'm a king in God's kingdom. So if you are conscious of the fact that you are a king, you stand there in the middle of, maybe you, you're on a queue in the, in, the, in the supermarket and the Lord says to you, go pray for that person. That's not the time for you to Consult your feelings. Hello? So don't consult your feelings. If you consult your feelings, you will never obey God. Yeah. So when God speaks like that, what do you do? I'm a king in God's kingdom. I go there as a king. 
I have governmental power. I have authority. Authority is power with the right to act. Okay? So you walk there and you, with authority, lay your hand and command that thing. Glory to God. So you need to understand the operations of God's power. So when it's time to move in government, the government of heaven, that's why if your identity as a king is not properly established, you cannot walk in exousia. And that's why you say, oh, we, we bind you in the name of Jesus, whom Paul preaches. We bind you. We adjure you. Come out. And the demon says, huh. Paul, I know he's a king. Jesus, I know he's a king of kings. Who are you? You see? So you must be clearly established in who you are. So, then there is power which is from the Holy Ghost, which is dunamis. Somebody said dunamis. Yeah, dunamis is inherent power. Say inherent power. That is the power that is in the dynamite. Explosive power. So, when you have governmental power combined with explosive power, you get the results of what we see in Acts. You see? That's why Peter would just be walking like that. The shadow just falls and the people get up. No. You should have done that before, before you arrived. You see, when it's time to pray for the sick, it's not by much prayer. I'm telling you, it's not by much prayer. No, 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 no. Once you start operating like that, you have missed it. Glory to God. So you, you, you pray before you face the situation. And that's why you need to, the Bible encourages us to pray without ceasing. Be prayerful. Touch your neighbor. Say, be prayerful. Yeah. So you need to pray without ceasing. And if you are prayerful, if you are prayerful, right? And then God now speaks. You walk with confidence. Pastor, I don't feel anointed. That's all right. This particular governmental power is not about feelings. It's about consciousness. Are you conscious of who you are? If you are not conscious and you have feeling, it still doesn't do anything. You can't wake up and say, I feel I'm a policeman. And then you want to go and <laughs> your feelings have deceived you. Are you getting my point? So it's not a matter of feelings. Glory to God. Dunamis. With dunamis, sometimes you can feel. You can feel the anointing. You can have goosebumps. How many people have had goosebumps before? Huh? You're just worshiping. Hey! Like I could see when we're just declaring Jesus at the center of it all. I could see some people, it's like, huh? you wanted to jump out of your skin. It's great to have that feeling. But if you don't, you are still a king. So you can heal the sick, you can raise the dead. Without feeling. Without feeling anointed. But you just are conscious. Hallelujah. So the power of God responds to that consciousness. 
It responds to that consciousness. I remember, I can't remember if I read it or I heard somewhere, but Catherine Coleman, one of the things she says that when she is more conscious of the Holy Spirit, of the presence of the Holy Spirit, she sees more miracles. So when you are more conscious of, hey, the leg is so twisted, what am I going to do? Ah. Let's go and drink coffee. <laughs> yeah. So sometimes people need to also, for the power of God to work, sometimes people need to be in an environment for a protracted period of time. One of the things the Lord told me about, you know, these services we've been having, he said to me, he said to me, in fact, after the first, first one, he said to me, you don't have enough time. Your schedule doesn't give me enough time. I, I mean, I was broken. Because like, what? So then I just turned into a teaching You see, there are principles, say there are principles, that govern the operation of God's power. Now, it's not that God cannot do something, but what He wants to do, so we just trust God, you know, we declare things. I trust that by faith, and as you step out, you create your own environment. And that's why I taught you about creating the environment. So if you are able to create your own environment and sustain it, then you will experience more. So it doesn't, you don't have to wait till you come here. Are you getting my point? That's the whole point of that teaching. So you create your own environment. You carry your own environment. And so you just become a walking miracle. A miracle machine. Hallelujah. Turn to your neighbor and say, I, I, I'm a miracle machine. Hallelujah. So you go in, you are carrying the technology of miracles wherever you go. And the power will just begin to manifest wherever you go. It doesn't matter where it is. You know you are a king. You have the consciousness. The moment the Holy Spirit speaks to you, do this. You, you, you don't even say, oh, Lord, I didn't pray today. No, 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 no. It's not about prayer now. It's about obedience. Glory to God. Don't you ask yourself, would God ask me to do something that I'm not called to do? No. So then that's where your consciousness. So the key is consciousness, faith. Hallelujah. Say consciousness and faith combined with the word of God can do wonders. Glory to God. So you, 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 you'll notice that when you come around, you come around us and we, you begin to listen to us, the, your faith begins to... How many people have, like, you just, you just know, you just, your faith has just been ignited. You've been charged up. That's right. So those are, those are some of, the, some of the, uh, the principles that govern the operation of His power. Now, there are gifts of the Holy Spirit. That's a different operation. We're not going to deal with that. It's the working, the gift of the working of miracles. There are principles that govern that as well. And that's different. But I'm just giving you a generic approach. So you don't have to be a prophet. You don't have to be an apostle. You don't have to be a pastor. You don't have to be an evangelist. You just have to be a king in God's kingdom. And as a matter of fact, a king is higher than a prophet. In God's kingdom, yeah, a king is higher than an apostle. Glory, glory, glory. Because you can be an apostle without going through any process. You, Paul was born an apostle from his mother's womb. 
Jeremiah from his womb. He was ordained a prophet. Didn't have to. Yeah, before it fully manifests, he has to go through some things. But to be a king, my goodness. God has to give birth to you himself. It requires the cross. There were apostles before the cross. But there were no kings before the cross. Glory to God. Ah, How many people are ready to hit the streets? Yes. Go perform signs and wonders. Perform miracles. Let people say, we have seen strange things today. By the time you are done, people should say, we have seen strange things today. They glorify God, not you, God, and then they now say, we have seen strange things. That's what happened. I want every part of every one of us here, if you're part of this church, that's your mandate. Glory to God. Let's stand up on our feet. Mighty God. I want you to appreciate the Lord for the supernatural power that He has released into your life. You don't even know what you are carrying. You don't need to go around looking for some powerhouse somewhere. You are the powerhouse. Did you hear me? I said you are the powerhouse. If you want it to manifest, create the environment. Create the environment. Start speaking words of power. Start declaring things over your life. Start declaring things over your future. Start declaring things over your children. Start declaring things over your home. Declare things over your office. Declare things over your business. Start speaking. Because you are a king. And kings rule by decree. Kings rule by decree. You need to be ready to decree some things. You are called to represent Christ. You are an ambassador for Christ. Hallelujah. You are carrying heaven's backing. As a king in God's kingdom, heaven backs you. You have a whole government behind you. You have a whole government behind you. Hosts of heaven behind you. Therefore, it's time to begin to manifest heaven. Say this after me, Heavenly Father. I receive your word. I believe in my heart. Every word that you have spoken to me today. Let there be an awakening of the consciousness of my identity in Christ. You have made me a king and a priest. You have made me an ambassador for Christ. Right now, I declare by faith, according to your word, who I am and who I serve. And whom I serve. I serve the living God. I serve the government of heaven. And because I'm representing heaven, I choose to manifest the authority, the power of heaven in my life, through my life, 
in the name of Jesus. The Bible says, where the word of the king is, there is power. I declare that there is power in my words, in my mouth. Miracles happen when I speak. In the name of Jesus, situations change at my word. Demons flee at my command. Sicknesses, diseases, infirmities flee at my command. In the name of Jesus, blessings. Manifest, manifest when I speak. When I speak. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Mountains, Mountains move, move when I speak. When I speak. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. I want you to begin to bless the Lord. Just thank Him. Mighty God. This ministry has come to you live from Every Nation Midrand. For other life-changing messages and more information, log on to www.everynationmidrand.org.